time on the Divided Alliance. Take it away, Melon. <laughs> I killed a lot of things. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. I watched. Did. I'm a watcher. Yeah, I almost made coffee. <laughs> I like to watch. <laughs> it was nuts. It was insane. Yeah. Uh, I have to No, do... you didn't stab him in the taint. That's true. It's true. Not nuts. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Who did you first kill? Uh, well, first, I just, you know, went straight for it, took down Scarvinius. Yeah, you did. The the main bad bad guy. Absolutely. Wait, I got a question real quick, David. Uh, who's the boss of this book? I don't think we've met him yet. The whole oh. entire... That's because Maylog. it's a her. Yeah. Maylog. Maylog. Oh. She's the boss of this book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Uh, I have I have to give a quick shout out to Desna, my, uh, my lady luck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that really pulled it through. Halfway through, I was like, I cannot shit talk or or gloat or anything about this because as soon as I do, I will roll exclusively ones. And uh, Sloane was there, Edwin was there, mm-hmm. uh, confirming all of all of my rolls. Oh yeah, many of them were eighteens, nineteens, twenties. I can confirm that these goblins are some of the worst goblins in the history of goblin kind. Their perceptions. They were asleep, but when you roll a two perception, you just, it's just not going to go well. Every single one of them like rolled under a five. That's nuts. For perception. It was very upsetting uh, for me. <laughs> I'm it glad. Was great for us. Glad you guys had fun. No, it was a wonderful strategy. Ah, yeah. This is exactly the music that was playing in Malon's head. Oh my goodness. Just slitting Slit. the throat. <laughs> Slit. <laughs> I should have done some acrobatic checks to, like, dance around. Oh, but one important thing that we we need to go check on is the um, the person in the tent. The person? That's true. In the yeah. tent. Can we get some less happy music for the person <laughs> in the tent? We got to loot, they're not. Too. They're not quite feeling it. We got to do some loot. Oh, yeah, we got to uh, do some loot. Okay, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Let's loot. Oh, <sighs> this is our loot music. I would like to loot. What it, uh, there are several different areas. Where Everything. are you starting? All of it. At the same uh, time. I call first dibs on Scarvinius. Okay. All right. So you're going to be going over to Scarvinius's tent. I'm going to do that one last after I talk to the the survivor. Okay. I don't want to be like crass in front of her. Edwin wants to make coffee in the middle of all the dead bodies. That seems Did you bring coffee with you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Do not take coffee in the battle. It may not have been a lot of coffee, but it's enough for a pot. Okay. If not, I use their coffee. Do goblins have coffee? Tell me, as I'm looting, do not, I find coffee? Not the kind that you'd want to drink. Do you find coffee? <laughs> there we go. The first question about loot: Do I find coffee? Well, <laughs> let's see. Let's find out. Riveting stuff. Riveting stuff. Uh, unfortunately. You do not find any oh, coffee. Man. Well, I'm going to use my own coffee then. <laughs> well, thing, okay. Go for <laughs> it. Make some coffee. So Edwin is making coffee. Thrilling stuff. Uh, does You want to investigate Scarvinius's tent last. And so you have the barracks. You have the alchemist tent. You have the tent in the southeast that's by the pen where the warg was. I want to go to the alchemist tent. Ooh. To the alchemist tent you go. Let's see what the alchemist tent holds for you. I'm going to join her while the coffee's brewing. Raw yellow timbers, so freshly cut they smell of pine, prop up this sturdy oilcloth tent. 
A square window has been cut in one wall, and a puddle of thick, foul-smelling liquid marks the ground beneath. Fumes from the puddle have discolored the canvas above, turning the beige fabric a milky gray. You're able to see this because, as the fight has ended, and you guys are kind of standing around looking at the aftermath of this fight, the sun is beginning to come up. It's starting to lighten up outside. So it is now approaching dawn. Sweet. What's in there? What is in there? Hmm. The camp's largest tent serves as both a bunkhouse and a munitions lab for Camp Redjaw, where Scarvinius's alchemist manufactured weapons, mines, and traps for the expedition. The interior is cramped. Let's see makeshift tables covered in alembic, in alembics, jars, vials, tubing, and various plants and dead animals. I take all the relevant stuff that I think that. Uh, Vaynereld would like. Okay. I take a lot too. God, this is distracting. It is. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> on the hobgoblin that you had uh, killed that was lying on the ground, you find somewhat nearby that a masterwork rapier. <gasps> Medium what size? sized. Oh. I believe, yes. This was a uh, hobgoblin and medium size. So it's a medium sized rapier. Rapier. So it's like a lance. For Melon, yes. Absolutely. Basically. Just stealthy lance people. I could have, I could have, like, could have gone through two of their throats at one time. Could have sped up this whole process. The alchemist hobgoblin. I'll just run through really quick. I'll give you these guys this stuff later, so don't worry about writing it all down. There's one potion of blur left. Drink all but one of the potion of cure moderate wounds. So you find one potion of cure moderate wounds on her. There's a potion of resist cold, potion of resist fire. A little bottle of silver sheen, an unguent of timelessness, three jars of acid, three alchemist fire, three tanglefoot bags, and a thunderstone. You also see that she is wearing a plus one chain shirt, carries a masterwork morning star, and also has a key ring. Like a keyblade? No, a key ring. A ring mm. of keys on it. I just was not sure if maybe you were saying like. A ring of key swords. No. Just wanted to clarify. That is. How big are these keys? Like Melon keyblade size? No. no. <laughs> It'd be like Melon key daggers. Yeah. I don't know. Ooh. It's like a key Ooh. to a house, key to a yeah. car. A giant now, the, house? Like, a mouse's already. house? Now, the uh, this uh, hobgoblin that was on the ground that he had initially killed in the alchemist tent um, was wearing shackles. Bummer. Of some kind. Uh, these keys look like they might fit those shackles as well as locks that are on some of these um, uh, chests that are inside the alchemist tent. Let's unlock those chests. Yeah? Nah. I don't think we need to know what's in them. (laughs) 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 No, I'm not in the tent, so she can do whatever she wants. You can open a... Hell yeah. Okay. So there are three of them that are locked. I unlock all of them. What's behind door number one? Okay. Alright. Roll a reflex save. What? I even think so. Check for traps. Net oh, 20. Nice. Wow. Roll two more times. Two more times? All of them? Yeah. Just okay, basically keep rolling until you fail. Four. Oh. The seven. And that's a 22. All right. Seven doesn't sound good. You make it to the first chest, fine. And you open it up, and you look inside, and it looks like to be a bunch of herbs. Wait a Your second. Herbs and bottles. What? Would I have noticed that it was trapped? Because no. if I noticed that one was trapped... 
I would have noticed. Oh, traps. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was having you roll a reflex save not to trip over yourself in your excitement to get to the chests. <laughs> there are no traps on these chests. <laughs> Whatever, you sassy, but is, sassy man. I am sassy man. <laughs> the power of sass. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you that. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. <laughs> you just find uh, supplies, like general camp supplies. You even find a bag of coffee. Two-pound bag of coffee beans hanging out in there. Edward immediately <laughs> takes those. Uh, you're not there. Reaches right over well, your shoulder. Coffee! <laughs> I say, Edward, here's some coffee, and I, I, I throw walked, it at you. I walked in there. The oh, coffee okay. was boiling. I can't, I can't just watch it. That's true. You did say that. So there's That's some... Hot never boils. Some foodstuffs, uh, some jars of herbs, alchemical components, uh, some things you don't readily recognize, but you can just assume just some sort of alchemical components or gross food. I don't know. Some animal skin or hides, uh, tools, various bric-a-brac. And that's what you find inside this? Yes. Stuff. And that's what you find inside the alchemist tent. Cool. All of the... That's in all three of the chests? Ooh, okay. Uh, Yes. Also, there are some specifics here, actually. The alchemist lab functions as a formula alembic. It's in the ultimate equipment guide. You can go ahead and look that up later. I imagine it's a very nice thing for doing alchemy stuff. Uh-huh. There's also a chest, and you being roguish might recognize that some of these are poisons. Ooh. You find, well-labeled, three doses of bloodroot, two doses of blue winnis, one dose of deathblade, three doses of green blood oil, two doses of small centipede poison, as well as five doses of antitoxin. Hell yeah. Just in case. I heard Deathblade is a really good seasoning for steak. I second that. You should definitely season your steak with it. (laughs) You also find enough eel hide to make a suit of light armor. If you were inclined to make a suit of armor out of eel hide. Eel hide? Would she be slippery? Does it give me like some electrical... Resistance. You find a piece of dark wood, a big chunk of dark wood, oh. the size of a small shield. Yes. I want dark wood. That's what he <laughs> said. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you also find a bag of 300 gold pieces and a small bag of abjurant salt. Ooh. Ultimate equipment it. guide. I take the salt. I take the gold pieces. If you spill the salt, throw it over your shoulder, or you won't live to be much older. Let's get stabbed by Melon in the middle of the night regardless of how many hit points you have. Anyways, not that I'm bitter. <laughs> Go ahead. So that is the alchemist tent, and some specifics of some stuff that are in there. Anything else could just be considered generic gear. Where to? Uh, while they are all looting bodies, Sloane's going to okay. go to Scarvanius's tent. Uh, he's going to approach it and detect magic on the whole tent before you detect- he gets there. You detect magic in the big creepy tent. Cool. And this is a tent made out of sewn together humanoid skins, faces, and a rictus of terror. Yeah. Someone's going to uh, move quickly, peek in, and see what he sees. So it's been only a couple of minutes, really, since the fight ended, correct? You're doing this yes. while Melon is yeah. looting and everything? Yeah. Uh, when you peek your head in there, you see a, a woman, mm-hmm. as far as you can tell. Uh, she's has some rags kind of barely covering her body there. Uh, she looks pretty pretty haggard, and she is holding a dagger in her hand, and she's plunging it repeatedly into the body of Scarvinius. 
breathing heavily. Uh, Sloan will continue to move into the tent and he'll pull back his hood. And she turns around and points the dagger at you and goes, oh, oh, oh. Says, no, oh. no, 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 I, All right. I, I mean you no harm. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, yeah, okay. All right, everything's okay. And as you look at her and she turns to face you, you notice that one side of her head, the right side, still has some blonde hair, maybe shoulder length, a little bit longer, but about halfway across her scalp, the whole left side is devoid of hair. It's also red and raw and looks scarred up. There's also some strange pattern uh, on the damaged skin that you can't quite make out. But you also see these running down her neck. Uh, you see patches of it that sticking through the, the rags that she's wearing. You can see that these stretch down to her back. There are some on her left arm. Uh, you can't quite see if there are any on her left hand. She's keeping it tucked up under her right armpit there as she holds the dagger out with her right hand. Um, do I recognize her? In Roll a knowledge local. Uh, let's see if I have that. I do. A whole, oh, really? A whole whopping plus two. Plus two. Go for it. Natural 20. 22. Natural 20. You, were, you know her. You've actually met her before. There was uh, once upon a time, uh, this was the young lady who would give tours of the town of Feindar. Oh. oh. This is Rinna. Oh my goodness. She is a adept of Desna and disappeared in the fight. You were not able to locate her, but some of the villagers that you were able to rescue said that she had been dragged off by the hobgoblin forces. Now she appears here, somewhat the worse for wear. Yeah, not looking so good. Um, Sloan will, Sloan will say, Rinez, is that you? Yeah, yeah, that's me. Are you, are you okay to move? Is she? Do I look okay? No, no, I, okay to move. That was what <laughs> I was going to ask. And then I realized, uh, is she shackled in any way? No. No? There is, uh, you see a shackle on the floor. Uh, it is connected to the bed mm. and the other end of it is open. Oh. So she's not shackled. But you see on her ankle... It's connected to the bed. It would have been connected to her, but the yeah. ankle part is undone. And you see, okay. like, her left ankle looks kind of red and raw in a ring shape, so you can tell that she was shackled at one point to the bed. Okay. Are you are you okay to move? There's, I don't believe there's any immediate threat outside, and I think we should... Uh, well, there's, there's, there's more of us here, and I think they would probably yeah. be happy to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And she just seems kind of shell-shocked, so she's like, yeah. Okay. Once once I... Does she seem relatively calm? And um, She just seems kind of... Kind of in a, in a bit of a daze. Okay. She's kind of like one of those still not quite ready to accept that it's over. Okay. I will hold off on asking her any more questions and do a perception check for things around the room. Things around the room. Or in the tent, rather. And she she walks out past you, just kind of glancing up at the sky and everything and starts to take in the, the rest of the camp there. But meanwhile, you are inside Scarvinius's tent. Yeah. Inside of Scarvinius's tent. Well, that 29 for perception, if you care. You find a desk uh, that has some paperwork and some neat piles spread out across it there, some writing implements. One of the things that you notice is that this... The inside of this tent is 
incredibly clean and tidy. It looks very well kept. Uh, you find a, a leather roll uh, with some tools in it. Uh, they appear to be carving tools mm-hmm. uh, for carving wood normally. <laughs> uh, but they're all perfectly clean. You also find a, a vat, well, not a vat, but a, a barrel of some sort of, uh, it's very strong smelling. You're not quite sure exactly what it is. It's some kind of chemical and it smells very strong. Okay. Um, it'd be like walking into a, a bathroom that was just thoroughly cleaned by somebody whose idea of cleaning is throwing bleach everywhere. Okay. Something kind of yeah. like that. As you're cruising around here, uh, you see a stash of weapons. It looks like some very nice weapons. Uh, you find six long swords in very good condition, three short swords, two scimitars, all of these masterwork weapons. Very nice. You also find, coiled up, and hanging on one of the uh, pegs that holds up this tent is a, a whip that's giving off some magical properties. It's a plus one whip. Nothing too special beyond that. You also find a plus one large wooden shield that's kind of propped up by all of these weapons. Let's see. Shaving kit. Five blocks of soap. Two stiff bristled brushes. Three vials of deodorizing agent. You also find that three locked clean. chests. Hmm. There you go. Okay. Uh, nothing like there sounded incredibly urgent. Um, it would probably want to come back and uh, investigate the papers a little bit more in a few moments. But first, I want to see if Rin is okay enough to get up and go out of the tent. She's out of the tent. Oh. She walked past you, looked around. Okay. Taking in the tent. Well, I'll go out and... Taking in the camp. See her, see if she's found everybody or I'll exit the tent as well. Uh, she's walking around uh, just kind of in a daze. Uh, she's looking over at the uh, barracks tent there and sees all of the hobgoblins and bugbears just kind of laid out like they're sleeping. And she's walking over there and she's still keeping oh. her uh, hand tucked up under her arm there and still has her dagger kind of at the ready just in case they jump up from the dead and, and go attack her. While uh, <clears throat> while Sloan was in there doing his thing and Malon was, you know, looting all the other stuff and once <clears throat> Edwin was done making the coffee, I would have uh, <laughs> grabbed uh, Edwin and asked him to help me. Uh, we're gonna burn those bodies, I think. You wanna burn the bodies? Burn them. The, the bugbears and the hobgoblins yeah. and all that? Yeah, okay. burn them. You wanna loot them first? Yeah. It's assumed you loot them of their generic gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The bugbears are just standard bugbears. So piled up by the yeah. tree there and then do you want to burn it by the tree? Well, not by the tree. I'm going to catch a tree on fire. we got yeah. a huge problem then. Why not? Uh, it's, uh, That's a serious... It's a nice tree, and we don't like Sloan upset. It's just it's going to be a whole thing. If you start burning a tree, he's going to lose it, man. Okay. I mean, all right. Mostly for creating a giant smoke signal. Yeah, man. I mean, we're <laughs> going to be burning a bunch of bodies anyways. Yeah, that's true. Hey, Edwin, <clears throat> help me burn these bodies, and uh, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I look over at the uh, the kind of wall where that kind of maze area was to get through and the, the stakes and all that. And I, I look at him and say, uh, why don't you help me take off their heads and we'll we'll make a little bit of a, a symbol. Just who's the, the most powerful person in the land. Okay. Well, now hold on. Let's let's think this through for it's, a second. It's Melon. 
Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna make a, a big sign that says I mean, May Lawn, and okay. then we're just gonna so for example, all the way say down. they don't report back to the Fang Legion, the Iron Fang Legion. <laughs> now, just regular Fangs now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so say they don't report back, they send someone to go kind of look at them, and they find this, they're gonna know that they failed and they're probably going to send another regiment but what if now hear me out what if we hide all the evidence and make it look like they packed up camp as if they maybe moved in farther to try and pursue us and so they just the woods are pretty big I mean they're not going to go wandering around trying to find the camp trying to find where they might have moved and so they probably could just assume that okay they're still pursuing us I, what if we use that to buy us some more time? I see what you're saying, Edwin. Let me counter with this idea. <laughs> let's cut off all their heads. We'll get some ropes so we can pull them behind us, and let's walk to Feindar. Sounds like a horrible idea. Let's do it. I drink some coffee. We'll go at nighttime. You know, Melon's favorite time, apparently. <laughs> it's not my favorite time. I can't see anything. I can't even drink coffee. I can't see anything. <laughs> well, I can see in the fucking dark. And uh, let me tell you, it was pretty spectacular. I barely saw what I did. I don't know. I still say we hide all the evidence rather than try and make a statement and buy us some weeks. Uh, Malon probably has some information about how often they would have to check in to any superiors. How often would that be? Mm, depends on the mission. Depends on what they were sent to do. Uh, offhand, you wouldn't know that, but the leader of the camp might have information on that. All right. Only he was still alive and we could question him. <laughs> Sloan! <laughs> Cast a blast! Uh, no. no. Wait, quick question. If we were to do that and bring Scarvinius back, can we get more XP? No. <laughs> you also can't uh, can't bring him back because it did say that he was killed. When you coup de gras them, they are killed outright. Yes. They are, uh, they are now uh, brought uh, down to a place where you could stabilize no, them. That just means dead. we can't stabilize and heal, but we can reincarnate. Can you? I would be amazed if you could pull that off. Go for it. Yeah, that's like a level one druid spell. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna bring him back as a halfling. (laughs) Woohoo! Wait a second. He'll give us a bad name. Don't do that. So why didn't you uh, save Archie Hunter? Yeah, just a little duct tape, wrap it around the neck. There, he'd been fine. (laughs) Like like Petey from Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pretty bird. Pretty he, bird. Uh, <laughs> he didn't want to be saved. He uh, told me that before we left. He said, if I happen to get my head chopped off, don't bring me back. Yeah, he has I the like DNR on his I- ID. Yeah. 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 He's got tattooed right on his ass. Do not reincarnate. <laughs> so while the, the coffee and the argument of burning down a tree are all occurring, Sloan's going to just loud enough call up to Archie. No. Oh, sorry. Archie! Archie! No! He's dead. Archie, we've oh. avenged you. Oh, Archie didn't go up there. <laughs> no? Archie had a checkered past. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. Sad. Uh, just loud enough for Loros and Tidal to hear. Uh, get, get stoned. Stone Roxon. Get stoned? Oh, hey, man, if you insist... <laughs> Take five. I believe Stone's up there in the trees. Oh, yeah. Came as yeah, Stone's, as Stone's up there in the trees. Most of the adepts are. T- tell him to come down. Okay, Stone comes down. Okay. 
Doop doop doop. I'm Stone Roxon. And the other ones, because Melon needs to be healed too. Uh, and the other ones as well. <laughs> Bring them all. In. Everybody. 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 The, everybody come on this down. could be our Thistle. new camp. Coast Aubrey is clear. And Darmok, who's oh, already yeah. here apparently. Thistle, Darmok, uh, Aubrin, Will Warreny, Stone Roxon. They all come a, down. There's a host of them up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I just, I know that there's at least one or two, several people that Rina would be close with. Yeah. And, and known. I, they would come down and, and see most her. of them are just looking around and they are just shocked at the, uh, especially as they look over into the barracks, they're just seeing them all just laid out neatly like we they were still were sleeping. burning them. And the fact that oh, they're all on fire now. And the fact that it's yeah. been 15 minutes since we. <laughs> Only the bodies, not the heads. Wait, we burned Snuck them down there. No, we're burning we, them. We haven't gotten that haven't, far. We haven't we decided. Decided. We a fire. are working no, on that. We have there, one of them is on fire. No, uh, they come None down and uh, first thing they see is Gars grabbing the legs of a hobgoblin and Edwin grabbing the arms of a hobgoblin, going, "No, yes, <laughs> no, yes." I'm just drink some coffee and chill out for a minute. <laughs> Uh, but they come down there, and they're just all kind of startled, and then they kind of do a double take as they look at Rinna, and they're like, Rinna, is that you? And several of them run up to her, and she kind of flinches away from them. She doesn't raise her dagger at them, but she just kind of flinches and is like, yeah, yeah, it's me. Still keeping her arm tucked up underneath her, her hand. Uh, I'm going to come out of the tent and ask for some healing. Melon, no, you'll scare everybody. Uh, <laughs> Wash yourself off first. <laughs> Aubrey. Please, I need to be healed. I'm I'm hurt very, very badly. Yeah, Auburn heals you. Sweet. For how much? How much are you down? 33 <laughs> points. Whoa. Yeah. She was the only one that really fought anybody. Yeah. Other than Edwin fighting Gars. Uh, our, us. Yeah. yeah. I'm not down any. I'm great. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Probably because I didn't fucking attack with anything. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so she's able to heal you. All the way? Sure. <gasps> uh, well, I mean, between all of them. There's I'm a sure. lot of. Yeah, between all of them. You're the only one that's mm -hmm. really injured. So between all of them, they're able to heal you back up without any problem. Um, Rinna might need healing too. Is she okay? Uh, yeah, Sloan would have done a heal check on her. Yeah, she's, she's pretty badly, uh, she's pretty badly scarred but it looks like uh, all of this stuff has been healed over as much as it could be. Poor Rinna. Mm -hmm. And she says, yeah, I, I'm I'm fine-ish. There's no no amount of healing can fix this. She just kind of just stares, stares off into space. Edwin walks over and gives her a cup of coffee and says, this might help. Uh, Sloan looks to Maylon and asks, did you find anything of, of note in, in the other tent? Uh, we've got a lot of alchemical agents for Vaynereld. Uh, a few weapons, some provisions. I'm going to head over to Scarvinius's tent and see if there's anything of note there. Would you like to join me? Yes, that's where that's where Rena was. I was there a moment ago. Yeah, there's several things that I think will All need right. to be pulled out. I head over there. Since we're not burning the bodies, I follow. All right, you're all heading over to the to Scarvinius's tent. Yeah, great. We're gonna check it out. Yep, you got Scarvinius's tent. Uh, the only thing that has not been checked out yet are the three locked chests in Scarvinius's tent. I checked them all for tarps. Yeah. Tarps? Yeah. Tarps. And traps. And, and traps. Ooh. What do you got? 
That is a 12 to my perception. Looks fine. All right. I'm going to attempt to open the first chest. Go for it. Rattle, rattle, rattle. I open it. Isn't there some check that you do? To open something? It's locked. Can't you You check? didn't say it was locked. That's why I said He said, said I... there's three locked chests. Oh. You could try. Not that Sloan would know you have keys to things. I have keys to things. <laughs> <laughs> the keys unlock the chest. Oh, oh that's my not trapped. Okay. Uh, well, I use my, my key ring to unlock all of these things. All right. Uh, it looks like the first one contains maybe payroll. It's uh, 750 silver pieces. You are able to count these things just by looking at them. You look at oh, it and you yeah. go, that's 750 silver pieces, 480 oh, yeah. gold pieces. Definitely. Definitely. Seems like a rogue skill. He's brain man now, too. The, uh, awesome. yeah, the <laughs> second chest has a, uh, a large pouch. It has uh, 150 gold pieces worth of assorted semi-precious gemstones. Oop, as I well as that. two potions of bear's endurance. I don't and get that. seven potions of protection from chaos. Oh. Ooh. It might be interesting, interesting. later on. Yes. Yeah. The third chest is a collection of personal items collected from people. Uh, trinkets. Uh, you find some coppers, um, like a little, there are a couple little small paintings, some wooden carvings, uh, bits of beaded jewelry, uh, shoe buckles. Uh, some little pieces of pottery. Altogether, this stuff looks like it's maybe worth 300 gold pieces. Off, you know, just just eyeballing it. Are these sentimental pieces? Like... Discarvinius? Yeah. Probably not. Okay. So these are like... Uh, these look like they've been awards, collected from... Trophies. Trophies, maybe, of people that he killed. Things like that. Several of the items look a little different there. Let's see. One of them is... Uh, there's a set of silver charms on some rings. Each one appears to be in a different shape. Hey, Sloan. Yeah, is this the magical? magic on that. It is not magical. Uh, I would like to appraise it to find out more information. Okay. With a 16. With a 16? You think that they look like they may be like little charms that... Uh, we would put them maybe on the stem of a wine glass oh. to mark each charm is different. So it kind of marks it as like, hey, that's, this is my wine glass. It has the little silver leaf charm on it. Although these look like the rings are big enough to put around the uh, the neck of a potion bottle. So maybe they're meant to differentiate different types of potions. Instead of writing out a label, you just know what charm goes to what potion. Neat. That's cool. A lot of stuff for Vaynereld. Is Edwin into alchemical stuff? Yes. Oh, and Edwin. I was taking a lot of stuff in the Sloan a little the bit other, with some of the components. The other uh, tent, the alchemy tent. It does occur to you that you might want to check with maybe some of the other survivors. It looks like a lot of this stuff, uh, this random personal effects of different people, could either have been taken from dead bodies or might have been looted from a nearby town. They uh, might, some of these things might actually belong to people... Right. Or they might know who these things belong to, mm -hmm. especially obviously like pictures and things like that. I take the trunk out okay. outside and tell somebody that they need to carry this back with us. Okay. And it's open like they can look inside of it and everything? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I found this, this stuff here, everybody. You might want to take a look for any valuables that you may have lost or uh, have lost. 
anyways, um, there's a whole bunch of stuff here. We need to bring it back to these people. Okay. Is there anything else in Scarvenius's tent? Anything, uh, um, like hidden in his bunk with a 16 perception? <laughs> uh, no. Other than that, there's a, a bunch of paperwork that's on the desk. I wouldn't like to look at that while he's drinking coffee. You see a note uh, on the table, the only one that's really obvious without rummaging through it. Uh, it's just a small note, and on it in common, it says, all foxes to their holes. Can I read the rest of it? The rest of the notes? The rest of the paperwork? You could read through the rest of the paperwork. All right, I'm going to do that. Also, a um, as you guys are searching around the rest of the camp there, you do find in one corner, it looks like there are a lot of bones and uh, body parts kind of piled up. Not a lot of meat on them. Looks like some of them have been gnawed on by dogs or wolves or something of that nature. But you see, uh, they're definitely humanoid in nature, these bones. Oh, boy. Yeah. Anything, any personal effects that would identify where they came from? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, before we get into the paperwork that you find on Scarvinius's desk, uh, Sloane, you also notice uh, another source of magical itemness coming from the tent in the southeast. Oh. That's the tent where the uh, the wolf and that goblin came from. And as you go over there, you are searching around for this. Uh, you don't see much else in the tent. It's all pretty pretty nasty and smells like wet dog in there. Uh, to say it's lightly furnished is generous. It's it's not furnished. Um, but you do find some some ragged green cloth that looks like at one point it might have been a really nice green cloak. And this is where the magic is coming from. Mm-hmm. So this appears to be a magical item. Would you like to attempt to identify it? I would love to. Um, yeah, I'm just going to try to identify it. Go for it. Normally. Yeah, I love it. Oh, nice. 20. 20. Yeah. 20 on the... 2020. 20 on the uh, buttons. Good here. Yeah. You find a cloak of woodland creatures. A very ragged and tattered cloak of woodland creatures. This is a unique item. A is it unique because it boosts your charisma? <laughs> no, unfortunately it doesn't. Uh, just thought I'd ask. This forest green wool cloak is thick and warm. Its hem and edges of its hood are embroidered with small figures of forest creatures, like rabbits, squirrels, and the like, in oh. white thread. Oh, good. It's not made of forest creatures. <laughs> no. <laughs> when worn, this cloak bestows a plus one resistance bonus on all saving throws. The wearer can remove the cloak at any time and lay it on the ground outdoors. This ends the resistance bonus but summons a number of animals from the cloak. The animals serve the character who summoned them for 10 minutes or until slain or returned to the cloak's folds. A summoned creature can follow any of the commands described in Handle Animal Skill. I could summon one owl, 1d3 rats, one weasel, up to six squirrels, or up to four rabbits. Six squirrels. Squirrels. (laughs) It's not enough rats. If you... Remember back to when you guys were scouting out the place, you saw a goblin, goblinoid-type creature sitting on the ground and spreading a cloth out in front of it, and then there was something glowing, and the wolf was pouncing upon it. Oh, yeah. This is what that what was going on there. Interesting. The goblin was using this to entertain the wolf mm-hmm. by summoning little creatures that the wolf could kill. Oh. They're not, like, real creatures, so... You see, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you described him a couple episodes ago as like kind of like a bluish light. Yeah. Like the blue lights? It's green lights. 
green or um, teal they, blue lights mm-hmm. in the forest? They, they've changed. They're green or teal or blue. They're like, they guess, that's what... Really, he just doesn't care. Are there like red lights in the forest? It's Are there sweat white blue. lights in the forest? Just give me some lights, man. <laughs> fireflies. He's lights? looking for fireflies. Strobe lights. I'm not looking for fireflies. He's just looking oh. for fire. You got something against fireflies? Apparently, Damn. Yeah. Not what I'm looking for. Oh, okay. Shut your okay. mouth. Firefly is <laughs> awesome. It's true. <laughs> I love seahorses. Why was it canceled after one season? Because they're dumb, right? It's amazing, and I will stand by that. Because it would have ended all TV shows. True. It would be the end of everything. You know what? We wouldn't need anything more. You know what? I propose we kill all of the player characters, and instead we all become space cowboys. Okay. Like in real life? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You hear that, Elon Musk? We're ready. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go, man. Send us away that shit going. All right, is there anything else? Yeah, Sloane's going to pick up the the woodland creature cloak and uh, I'll just tuck that away. Yeah. It smells gross. Anything on the washing. The yeah. sea of dead bodies? The sea of dead bodies? No. Like the, the, all of the hobgoblins and bugbears? Oh, all the hobgoblins and bugbears? Yeah. Like I said, standard gear. Okay. You'll find each one of them probably has a ranged weapon, some sort of edged weapon, you know, melee type weapon. Uh, you'll find probably a bundle of arrows for each one, or standard. crossbow bolts, depending. So, standard yeah, gear. Standard. Buy some armor, headbands of alluring charisma. Yeah, every one of them. Oh, every yeah. one of them has a headband of alluring charisma. <laughs> you should see them without yeah. the the headbands. Oh, God. Yeah. Ah, we don't need those. Let's just, just burn them. You just see Garsk over there with, like, tons and tons of headbands just wrapped around them. They all had headbands of alluring charisma, but Melon sliced all of them, oh. and she killed them. Sorry. They were using them as chokers, like those fashionable black plastic chokers. Fashionable was an air. That's what they were into. I don't want to. Glad Melon went in there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So is there anything else? I'm going to use my power of perception with a 25. Is there anything hidden under a log? That's not a grub. Anything of interest that we missed? No. The only thing that's really left is the paperwork. And Have we, I read anything? Have I found yeah, anything out about Edwin that? Was reading you can that. read? No, I'm just kidding. Damn. That's ever since level three. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank God you leveled up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, I won't read the exact, you know, verbiage of all these things. Verbatim. No. For, oh. Because no, I didn't write any of it out. Oh. But I know what they say. Oh, good. Uh, you find uh, this is a general correspondence and kind of a log of the leader of this camp, Scarvinius. Uh, there are a couple of things that you read in there that you think are important. Mm-hmm. Folded up near that piece of paper that said, oh God, what did it say again? All foxes to their holes. All foxes to their holes. You also find a kind of a rough map of the Fangwood Forest there. And you see a little X marked deeper into the woods. It looks like it's a couple miles away, uh, many miles away, but it's uh, deeper into the woods and you see a little X marked there. Wait, there's just an X deeper in the woods or it's there's an X deeper in the woods and it's labeled deeper in the woods? It's labeled deeper in the woods. Is it deeper in the woods? It is. It's on the coast. It's on the further, coast. Further into the woods. End of the woods. I think I found <laughs> a grandmother's house. <laughs> Got an X on it every time. Treasure map. Yeah. It says... My long, get your shovel. It says... Uh, Ready. 80,000 paces deeper into the woods. 
Well, better start counting. Yeah. Did you bring this stuff outside? Like, are you, are you reading it in there, or are you bring, reading it? This is in Scarvinius' tent? Yeah. I'm in there. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are just reading it in there? Yeah. All right. You find some other paperwork in there that basically is talking about their mission and about how he would not be authorized any more troops. It's mm-hmm. a message from, it appears to be his supervisor or commander uh, in charge of his type of operations. It is not signed General Azerci. Uh, it is just somebody above him saying that he will not be authorized any more troops. He has as many yeah. as he needs in order to track down a bunch of weak villagers. <laughs> weak. Yeah. And not to, basically not to come back until he has captured the refugees uh, and either brings them back alive or brings back their heads. Well, Edwin, I think that pretty much uh, sums it up. Uh, we burn the bodies and uh, put the heads on pikes. We're not putting the heads on pikes. Let's put the heads on pikes. We should put the hex- heads on pikes. We're not putting the heads on pikes. Wait, okay, hold on. Hold on. Let's let's Why? back it up here. What is it that you wanted to do to that uh, centaur? <laughs> that wasn't me. That, that was, was living? Oh, that was Garth. That that. That's, that's Garth the guy who wants to put the heads on pikes. Ooh. Yeah. The guy that wants oh. to put them. Okay, well, that tracks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> consistent. All right. Yeah. It's not the first time we've put heads on pikes. Yeah. Yeah, wait. What? Is it? Heads on pikes outside the cave. Yeah, but why? There. Oh, yeah. There the, are two. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, do we want to anger the hobgoblins, the not Archean? No. We want, do we want to anger the Iron Fang? <laughs> How? What would they do? They come back and they're they like, oh, They ain't coming here, man. They <laughs> just I think they're already pretty angry. Everything. We slaughtered them all. They're going to real come out. As soon as they, they, we don't want they them to get pretty me. much destroyed our entire town and killed... 90% of the population. Nah, they're not angry with us yet. <laughs> well, I think, I think we're well, probably trying to track that. us down. They're going to be more vigorous. You well, know what? Fine. First you of all, are they aren't trying to track us down. Camp, the people in Camp Redshaw were trying to track us down. At they ain't trying to track us down no more. At the behest of the Iron Fang Legion. Yeah, and they told them not to go back until they did it, so they'll never go back and they'll you never think anything of it. Fine. Go go chop off their heads. Hell. I will have no part of them. All right, how about this, Edwin? How about this? We don't chop off their heads. We only chop off one, Scarvinius, and we use that as a trophy. I'm not right. carrying around a dead head with us. Are you going to put or that on your staff? It's not going to fit on the staff. We're just going to like hook it up to like a rope, and we'll just drag it behind us everywhere we go. So gross. Why are you going to drag a head of a gigantic... Wait a minute. Hold on. Head. You know what? That's a good question. Hey, hey Sloan. Yes? Uh, and you're like from the forest and all that foresty hoobajubu. Uh, can you uh shrink this thing? <laughs> did, you, did you just assume he could shrink heads because he's a jerk? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. I think you're looking for a witch I doctor? I think you have uh mistaken what a druid is. Uh, from the forest, they do forest things, they they live in the forest and shrink heads. Is that not, that not the case? Wait you haven't you haven't spent a lot of time in the forest, have you? I'm am a city I'm a city bard. Yeah, that's evident. That makes <laughs> you can all, you can all see druids do voodoo. Listen. You can see why I was in the big city of Feindar. <laughs> Sloan, I remember at one point you did like decompose body on something. Can you I, do that to I a did. pile of bodies? I can I can do it to to one figure. What if can they're all you? connected? Will it just kind of drain through all of them? I don't think it works that way. No. Wait, better, better question. Can you do the opposite? Revive. Well, gentle repose. That's not the opposite. 
The Don't we have an onion yeah, of timeless? Oh, right. The opposite of no. decomposed corpse would be reanimate corpse. Not reanimate orbs. Yeah, it's That's, not reanimated. No, gent- gentle repose would be the opposite of decomposed. No, there's, there's one I'll that preserves the corpse. Well, there's I'll one that takes up. bones and re-puts the flesh, flesh on back. it. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. I could so. do both. We could carry his skull. I mean, we could carry his head. And yeah, and then just whenever we need to, just put some uh, flesh on it. Yeah. That's, if we do ever, and it, it might not be a bad idea to take his head. Uh, we could take his head. I mean, how big is Scarvinius again? Big. Who cares how big he is? His head, his head. His head probably weighs as much as you do. He's, so what you're a, saying is I can put it in the front holder that I was going to make <laughs> for Melon, I guess, put him in it. You just want a severed head on your chest? Sure. He's a, yeah, because not only... Now can use it for Inspire Courage. Hey, guys, this is what we'll do to him. And I'll hold it up. <laughs> Gross. If anybody's going to throw up about it, it's not going to be Melon. Yeah, that's true. Can you All of their heads head? are pre Prefer- perforated. That's right. So uh, I think we should just get on with this. Stick Twist some and lift. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and leave. Got a question, though. Yeah. How big is Garsk's head um, compared to Scarvinius's head? Scarvinius's skull. Scarvinius's skull is bigger than... Could he fit Gar- his head inside the skull <gasps> wear it as a helmet? Yes! Yes! Let me get some percentage dice here. Wow. I mean... upsetting. Is this like... It would require some work, but yeah, you could work that out. Okay. So I could... Wait, wait, wait. So it would require some work for me to get my head in there. Now, if, say, somebody with a smaller head did it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is this like Breath of the Wild rules where I put on somebody else's head and they think that I am, like, that creature? Only if you had an Iron Fang Legion badge. <laughs> but where are you going to... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I, I could then restore corpse while it's on your head. <gasps> That'd be terrifying. That's <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Especially when it fills her brain matter and she suffocates. Yeah. Oh. Quick question. If she were to wear his skull and then Sloane regrows all the flesh on it, can she see in the dark? No. I don't what? Think They're not, not like goggles? Works. She'll be I'm... suffocating inside his head. I'll only do it so the flesh grows back. Yeah. Flesh on the outside of an empty skull. Yeah. I'll Just stop. the cosmetic parts. I'll stop before. We can give her a straw. Spell's complete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you're going to have to to modify that spell a little, and that'll take some time. I'll I'll play around with it. Okay, I say we do that. I don't think okay. I don't think I'm going to do that. Oh, um, I'm for but, taking a head, but I am I am for taking the head and doing what? some sort of. We're taking the head. You know what? Do we have a? Do we have like another bag of holding? Because we I do have a bag all of the holding. Head. Wait, hold on, hold on. We did find an ungent of timelessness, right? Yes. Yes, that yeah, does a thing with people's rotting corpses to make them not rot, right? Correct. So if we just like... Well, it does it to any organic matter. Put that in his head, on his Why head, Why do you want like a bloody, fresh corpse head all the time? Because it's better than a gross, disgusting, smelly, rotty one. Oh, no, you, all right. you just have Sloan over there, get rid of all the flesh on it. It's just a pristine skull. Yes. Okay, okay. And skull. then we can do Hamlet. I can do that tomorrow. Yeah. For those of you listening in right now, you may be wondering, especially if you don't usually play role-playing games, what <laughs> in the fuck is actually happening right now? And I have to you let say you say all you want. I'm just going to cut this part out. This is, uh, this is pretty standard. There's six or... pretty standard for a role-playing game. There are six or seven uh, Feindar survivors just sitting there looking at the four of us like, what the... These are our heroes. <laughs> These are our heroes. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about intimidating people. Yeah. With a... Fucking severed head. I don't hate the idea of 
potentially need it. Throwing a skull into the bag, and if we need to reanimate it to show Let's, somebody how Auburn, awesome we are. Auburn kind of comes over to you guys and goes, hey, look, you guys, uh, I know you're all really jazzed about this, but I'm uh, pretty sure the former owner of that head you guys are uh, uh, kind of throwing around there is, uh, I think, tortured oh. the shit out of Rinna. We're not throwing and, it around. No, also, I think right we're saying that I, I think the haunting visage I, of the head of the creature that tortured her for days on end is probably not something pleasant that she wants to have around. You're you right. Wanna, on the flip side. And we give show the so, out I bear pristine skull to Rena to wear? No. What uh, the okay. fuck? Okay. That's a, first of all, just hang on. I, <laughs> I think I... Sp- Woke up just kind of making a joke. I think the four of us are inside the tent. That's really all that yeah. it's in there. I'm definitely yeah. still the other in the ones tent. are really outside. Me and so Edwin are definitely kind of, still in the tent because we were still looking okay. at the paperwork. Like along. Yeah. Yeah. We're all in the tent. We, we're not flaunting a severed head right, in front of it, the other people. I'm just saying, if that, that's I what make you're that doing, clear. that's what's going to happen. So no. we, we, will, we will reverse slightly, and Auburn yeah. has not come up to you and told you guys you're a bunch of dicks. Yeah. Uh, Edwin, just, let's. She's uh, thinking it from outside the tent. Let's just see what else these papers have to say. Maybe we take the head, maybe we don't. Yeah. No, we take the head. I'm still reading the papers. What else did I find? Well, the paper, there's just some notes, uh, some kind of notes and kind of a journal of what's been happening the past couple of weeks. As you flip through, you see some entries that are interesting about the missing kind of ambassador to the troglodytes, having not heard back from the troglodytes yet, having not heard back from the centaur messenger, uh, and how... The centaur is utterly useless, and they should have killed him a long time ago. There's also notes on why this place is called Camp Redjaw. Apparently, when the attack on Feindar happened, a bunch of a bunch of villagers managed to escape Feindar. Not only did they escape, they killed a bunch of goblins, goblin dogs, a very uh, useful, well, formerly useful lieutenant, and that wolf that were on the bridge. Uh, not only did they all escape, kill a bunch of their forces, but they blew up the damn bridge. That sounds like an awesome group of people. Yeah. One of the lieutenants who showed up to tell this to Scarvinius's boss, uh, Scarvinius's boss was so incredibly pissed off that he reached out, ripped the jaw off of the <laughs> lieutenant, and then punched him in the face, killing him. With his own jaw? With his own jaw. <gasps> Damn. Ripped off his skull and beat him to death with it. Was it like a hook? Like he right yeah. hook, left hook? Yep. With, his, with the jaw? Absolutely. So he kind of bit his own ear. <laughs> the jaw. He then took the jaw and threw it at Scarvinius and told Scarvinius to bring those villagers back dead or alive, or he would do the same to him. Hmm. Looking around the tent, do we see a jaw? The jaw is mounted to the pole at the top of this tent. What? On the outside. Yeah, we take that. Uh, you would have to either climb or take down the tent made of human, elf, oh. dwarf, yeah. halfling. We definitely are taking no the tent skin. down. Yes, we we will be. Uh, in fact, uh, in, in all the um, I don't know, do you arguing about the head, Sloan just takes the head and puts it in the bag. Well, I think this is the best place for this. You just took it and put it in your bag? Yes. Just be it's careful. Not you expect- stick your hand in there. It's a just handy haversack. It's a magical bag. How do you clean out the inside of a bag of holding? <laughs> Find out next time. No. <laughs> Blood just going everywhere into the bag. Um, yeah. Pathfinder, better housekeeping. Then I'll go out to the to the people. I think we're pretty much done in there. Yeah. Anybody, I think I read all these papers. I think we got a lot of information. All the information from the papers. 
Uh, and he, Sloan's going to see if there's anybody that feels like they can identify a substance. What was in the vat? Ooh, I want to try. Yeah, that's fine. And you're asking about that? Yeah, I just, there's talks to people. There's, uh, there's a substance of some sort in there, and I want to... Without, a... without turning around and looking, Rena starts speaking. Oh. She says, it's a cleaning solvent. He would scrub himself down with it every night and every morning. He was oddly clean. Mm. Sometimes he would scrub me down with it as well. Before he started carving, he knew that I could heal myself after a while, but he wouldn't let me get away. So he started taking my fingers, and that's when she takes her left out, hand out from underneath her right armpit, and all of the fingers are gone. It's just a blank hand. Oh my gosh. Can't regrow limbs with healing. No, that's a. Sometimes he would stab the other prisoners and give me a choice. I could heal myself that night, or I could heal them. What what are the prisoners? Others. The most recent one was a ranger. He killed him. Okay. Reyna, I'm so sorry you had to deal with this. Nobody should be put through torture. I'm sorry for your loss. We have taken revenge on him, and we will take revenge on the people who have torn down our home and killed our friends, and we will see them suffer for the suffering they have made us suffer. She turns around and she looks at you and goes, No, I will make them suffer. I swear revenge. I will kill every last goblin I hear about. I will not stop until every goblin on this entire fucking planet is dead. I swear revenge. You're not alone in your mission. We will do this together. Uh, just slow to look at him. Revenge is a, is a long and difficult road. Think, think, think hard on it before you continue down that path. I pretty much have only had time to think. I understand. It's pretty much only about revenge at this point. Desna is the goddess of the traveler, and I will make the roads safe again. Is that not right, Melon? You of all people know, Rinna. That's right. Revenge will be mine. Revenge will be ours. And at that point, from behind the tent, the man in black steps out and he walks up towards Rinna and he reaches out and he touches the side of her face and her eyes roll back in her head and she stares up at the sky and this lasts for several seconds and then he takes his hand away and she kind of shakes it off and she starts blinking and she just says yes what happened? Rinna are you okay? what did you do? Pull my axe out. What the fuck? No, I'm, I'm fine. And she kind of, for the first time, really looks like she's kind of relaxed almost. Or feels safe. And she just says, yes, I'll do it. The man in black nods. And he looks at Melan. And he nods at you. And he starts walking back up the stairs. Wait, what happened? What did you do to her? We gotta kill that fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are two people in this party that I'm worried about. One is the man in black. Two is Melon. <laughs> yeah. 
Somebody's got to die. <laughs> when they join forces, dear God. That's all scary stuff. Come back! And the man in black stops. And he looks back at you. And he kind of raises his eyebrows. I need an explanation. I need to know. What did you say to her? What did you do to her? The man in black holds out his hand. To you, Malon. Malon timidly reaches out and touches his hand. I... I, I want to do some sort of sense motive if possible. Melon already grabbed his hand. Whoa, you son of a halfling. Sloan, you give me the word. I'll chop this thing right off. What happens next, Melon, is an experience you've never quite felt before. All of a sudden, you're in a different place, looking through a different set of eyes. Am I taller? You, I guess it's all relative. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you seem a little bit... Your perspective is higher up off the floor, but it's a floor that you don't recognize. You're standing at the on on a ring, and across from you, around this ring, are five other figures, but you can't quite make out their faces. It's like trying to remember a dream. You see these five figures standing in a circle with you, and all of a sudden, a light starts shining and erupts in the middle of this circle. And then things seem to change, and there's... The figure that whose eyes you are looking at from raises up their bare arms and is shielding their eyes from the light. Inside the middle of the circle, as the light begins to fade, there's just a woman laughing. The other five figures are gone, and the woman just says, good luck. The scene changes. You hear the voice of Vaynereld, and you see what looks like the inside of Vaynereld's shop. Vaynereld is talking to you. He, every now and then, Whatever figure that you're looking through the eyes of is making some gestures with their hands. Invaderald keeps talking, and he looks, and at that point, the figure that you're looking through the eyes of looks over at a table, and on that table is a bloodied halfling, motionless. It's yourself, lying bloody on a table. And Vanderald says, It looks like she killed them all. One little halfling against all those goblins. I still can't believe she survived. The figure whose eyes you look through makes some gestures again. And Vanderald goes, yeah, she'll live, I think. More gestures. And he says, yeah, okay, well, you know, just take your time. And Vanderald leaves. And the figure approaches you. And you can see the arms of the figure as it rolls up its sleeves. And these arms are covered in tattoos. A buzzing sound starts starts off low and begins to get louder and louder and he reaches out and grabs the blood-soaked rags by your body and then the vision ends how long did this go on for the rest of us couple seconds same as rinna i gasp you you were there you were there when when they found me he nods then you know and you know that my mission is the same as Rinna's. Our fates are the same. And was she there? He raises an eyebrow. At the beginning, it was it was Desna, was it? And at that point, the, the man in black starts almost convulsing. His body shaking back and forth. He's laughing. Although not a lot of sound comes out, but you can tell it's uh, oddly amused expression underneath this black mask that he always wears. And he just starts shaking his head no. 
And he holds up a hand just to kind of hold you off on any further questions and kind of dismisses dismisses you like a later, later. Melon's mm. very taken aback by this. And she nods at the man in black and turns her gaze elsewhere. And the man in black continues back up the stairs. That was some weird stuff, guys. The fuck did he do? I started walking after the man in black. <laughs> I go up to Melon. What? What was that? What is? What did? What did he do to you? I'm, I'm not sure what happened, but I was transported to to somebody else's viewpoint, and it was the man in black, and he was there when the villagers of Feindar found me, and Vaynereld took me in. This was years ago. This had to have been three or four years ago. I have never told anyone this, but I used to be a traveling merchant. And one day as I was walking down the road to trade my wares in Feindar, I was waylaid by hobgoblins. And they they killed Elizabeth and they tortured me. And they left me for dead and they stole all my things. But I wasn't dead. And... I was able to roughly patch myself up and take me or take myself to where they were and I slayed each and every hobgoblin that tortured me in their sleep just as I did tonight and I was barely able to make it to Feindar where I collapsed letting everyone know that they were safe from this this small a small horde of hobgoblins and Vaynerell took me in and saved me and so did the man in black and that's that's all I know for now I'm not sure what else happened in that dreamlike visage but I I have lots of thinking to do uh, I think at this point Sloan of you know all the people that are in the camp that came to Camp Red Jaw, that left Feindar with them, everybody. Um, it's really only been a couple weeks that he's known all these people, you know, kind of just came into Feindar yeah. and was whisked away onto this sort of craziness that we've been on. And um, I think there's part of him that really doesn't know who to trust in all of this, but he would be more apt at this point to trust Malon, so he's gonna ask her, do you do you feel like you can trust this man in black? Yes, I do. He may be an outsider, but those are the best people that I've met. He's trustworthy, though offstandish. Standoffish. Standoffish. <laughs> I've heard it both ways. Now you have. <laughs> now I have. It's true. <laughs> You can trust him. He uh, he meant no harm. I believe that he has consoled Rena and soothed her very troubled mind. Okay. I believe I will continue to be wary of him. It is in my nature. But uh, your commendation of him is is not unnoticed. Garska's not here for this because Garska's still chasing down the fucking man in black. All right. Yeah. 
Hey, that's hey, me saying not him. Yeah. Man in black. Yeah, what do you want? Hey, oh, oh shit, hey. I'm not supposed to talk. What the, <laughs> shit. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Getting all up here and all creepy-ass shit. There's only room for one creepy-ass person in this party. That's May Long. <laughs> fucking come in here and you fucking touching people, making them do all crazy shit with their eyes rolling back in their head, and then talking to you like they were somewhere else. Come in here and snapping hobgoblins' necks and doing all sorts of crazy shit. Kind of like what the fuck's your problem? At this point, at this point, Edwin like, hears Gar's going off and he runs up and he goes to Man in Black and he says, "Sorry, he hasn't he hasn't had his coffee yet. He's a little get off me, Edwin. No, no, come back here, Gar. Take a, have a cup. You have a, have a cup. Calm down. Get off me. No, come back, you little dwarf. Ooh. The, ma- the Man in Black looks at you and just kind of gives you the. Uh, does he do any rude gestures? No, he doesn't do any rude gestures. He just, it looks like Garsk is, is uh, wanting to fight him. And so he's like, all right, well, bring it Garsk up. Garsk isn't wanting to fight him. Garsk wants a fucking answer. This guy just shows up being all creepy. Only one person gets to be all creepy. It's Milan. Thanks, Garsk. And he gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> I, we're on the stairs, I'm assuming. Is that where I was, where I caught up to him? Uh, caught him up to him on the landing. All right, so we're like on the, the middle. Yeah, of halfway up All right. on the landing. Uh, I I throw my hands up. Garst throws his hands up, starts walking down the stairs, leaves Edwin behind, cast grease on both of them. Uh. <laughs> Can I do a save for that? Yeah. Only if you want to move, man. You need to stay there. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Fine, I just stand there and drink <laughs> my coffee. <laughs> Look at the man in black. Uh, Sorry, he's an asshole. What else can I say? He didn't fight him, though. What's the man in black? You only got to hang out for four minutes. Man in black holds his hand out to you. I give him my cup of coffee. <laughs> he nods at you, <laughs> lifts up the front of his mask a little bit, takes a sip of coffee, hands it back, and he looks at you and goes, <laughs> You made a noise? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> coffee. How long is that grease? The like? coffee brings people together. How long does grease last? Four minutes. Okay, I'm gonna sit there for four minutes. Stand there for four minutes. During the grease standoff, uh, Sloan will return back into the tent, uh, where I'm sure Scarvinius's body still is. He's gonna pull off some cloth and pants or something, just a little bit. What? Just like the. Uh, the he found Scarvinius and took yeah. off his pants. Uh, How okay. hard is this to understand? All right, sorry. I, guess I, a... I thought I misheard something there, but apparently I heard it correct. No. Yes, you both misheard it. Tore off. Did we? Quick question. It's a small part of his pants. His, his, pants. his pants. Like down by the ankle. Real quick. Oh, the bottom oh. of the pants. The bottom Real of the quick. pants. Is the bottom your, of the pants. You say his pants. Is this Sloan's pants or Scarvinius's pants? Scarvinius's pants. Okay. I don't want to ruin my clothing. Well, of course. That'd be crazy talk. Yeah. Do you rip off his pants? So you rip off his pants. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> just, just like, a, a, like tearaway pants. Like, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's wearing uh, windbreaker pants. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> just enough to uh, dip in the thing, and then he'll go back outside of the tent. Dip in the thing. Sorry. Yeah, that's a good that's point. Very vague. Probably be a little more specific. Yeah, especially after he took off his pants. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? No in kidding. There? <laughs> you guys jumping to conclusions. Uh, into the vat of the cleaning agent. Okay. Uh, and then he'll take it out and try to spark it with the Orison spark and to see if it... The uh, barrel or the rag? <laughs> Since we're being really I, clear here. Yeah. I want to see if it's flammable 
like very flammable. Rags are flammable, yeah. I want to see if it's particularly flammable with this substance on it, and I don't uh, want to just spark the whole thing because it could be, and that would be bad. So I'm just testing. Yeah, testing to see if this stuff is flammable. Yeah, uh, the spark um, spell. It doesn't come with a material safety data sheet, so let me, uh, <laughs> let, me let me look really quick and see if see if this shit is flammable. Uh, it's not flammable. It's not flammable. No. Okay. Uh, you can tell that it is definitely a, a, a stringent, you know, definitely a cleaning agent some kind. Okay. Uh, maybe even just be like a diluted acid, possibly. It's not eating through the cloth, but is the, the smell of it is like, you don't want this to get on your bare skin. Mm. Might leave you all scarred and jacked up like Rena. Okay. Sloan thinks about that for many says. Oh. All right. So you wouldn't be able to use that to set anything on fire. But it does make a very good cleaning agent. Like, yeah. if you were to take that back to the cave, you could probably scour the shit out of some stuff. Mm-hmm. So what's up? Let's so wrap anybody, it up at the camp here. Anybody have anything else that they would like to do? That's all for me. Auburn goes, yeah, what are we doing with these bodies? Or these tents? Or that big tent made out of human skin? I'm uh, just throwing it out there that uh, I know some of those people, and I'd kind of like to put them to rest. That's kind of what Sloan was yeah. trying to do. Two or three. A couple of those it. are uh, are from uh, Gristledown. You you know some of the some of the residents of Gristledown. Yeah, I always pass by on the way through. I try to visit everybody, but yeah, I recognize a couple of them. Okay. At least I'm pretty sure. Right. And then one of the others, uh, one of the others, maybe it's um, Stone Roxon. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Yes, I think it's important to lay. Well, probably everyone in this. In this camp to rest. Has it been four minutes? <laughs> what, four minutes? Yeah. 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 Since he, when? The, the grease. He does yeah, yeah, it's been four minutes. Want to slip. Right. <laughs> I go back down. I say, all right, Garth, let's burn some bodies. But first, let's move all the alchemy equipment out and everything we can use before we start burning stuff down. Yeah, well, I think we'll take a few minutes and pull everything, uh, everything useful that we want up the stairs. Okay. Um, Clean just kind of do a quick leaving some stuff behind that doesn't seem particularly useful. Some of the really gross stuff, or we'll yeah. we'll take care of what that is off. Auburn, there, I think Auburn points out she's like, you know, the armor take it or leave it, but we should take all of these weapons, all the weapons, yeah. every last thing here, the alchemy set, yeah, the cleaning agent, absolutely, probably all the stuff in uh, Scarvenius's tent because I mean those are some pretty nice furs. They seem clean, good for winter. Like a nice bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, nice Auburn, point, Auburn looks up and goes, you want the bell? Yeah, I want the bell. It's a how dinner you, bell. How are you going to get it down? That's a big-ass dinner bell. Yeah. Gonna... How big is the bell? Uh, it's probably about as tall as you are. Well, that's a... Well, no, well, no God, that'd be kind of crazy. It's probably about like bell. two feet tall. Yeah, it's like... This is, it's a decent-sized bell. That'd be pretty heavy. It's like a school okay. bell. Yeah. 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 Oh, that is a large bell. That is bigger than I thought it would be. It's like a cathedral bell. I don't know how they got it up there or how it stays up there, but man, it's loud when it's not silenced. <laughs> so yeah, we ransack everything of value, take all the weapons, all the alchemical components, okay, anything well, that'll be of use to people who are living in a cave. All right. And so just to clarify then, what's happening with the the bodies of your slain enemies and what's happening with the rest of the tents and structures? Uh, I think... Do we fear burning it and creating a large smoke? 
beacon for any reason. I think that we should put all of their heads on the pikes, uh, bury or burn the skin tints, and um, you know what? You know what would be really fun if uh, if we picked up all of their bodies and threw them over the pikes onto the minefield and watched them explode. That could be fun, right? Right? Nobody. One sadistic halfling. Uh, well, they're not explode bodies. You, just watch body parts okay, fly. They're not everywhere. just bodies; they're hobgoblins. Blood and guts and intestines going everywhere. For the, wait wait for the birds to come back. Actually, really quick, how many of you are trained in alchemy? Me. You are. Do an alchemy check. Yeah, there you go. Eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, as you kind of were poking around and you're looting and everything, when you go into the alchemist tent, you see a couple of things that make you believe that. They're alchemical mines that she was creating and laying out there. So they're not bear traps. They're not bombs or anything like that. It's alchemical explosive traps that are laid out into the, in the field there. To try and see if I can pick one of those up to bring with us, would I be, would it be a disabled trap or like a alchemy check to see if I can grab it or figure out what kind of trap it is? Jinkies. Yes. Uh, give me a, a successful alchemy check. Uh, would be able to. Well, you need a, perce- a successful perception check and then an alchemy check in order to be able to safely remove it from the ground and pack it away to where you could transport it without it blowing okay. you up. Do you want me to do that for every single one of them? To like grab some of them? Give me a perception check. 19. 19. You feel like you could uh, successfully or safely identify about four of them that are around out there uh, without wandering into too much of the grass there. And with that alchemy check, it looks like you'd be able to, yeah, be able to pull them off the ground. Okay, I do that. And take them. So you're able to retrieve four, uh, but you don't want to go exploring too much further in there because it does get kind of dangerous. Are they like explosive mines? Yeah, basically. All right. But it's... uh, Alchemical mines. Cool. And there might be more supplies to make more of them. An experienced alchemist like Vaynereld, who made some sort of stump remover that blew up a whole damn bridge, mm-hmm. um, might be able to help you out with that. Nice. Well, we take everything that's in the alchemy tent. Yeah. We're definitely going to move that out of there. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So between all of you and all the people that came down to join you, you're able to get a lot of that stuff out of there. Everything useful has been pulled up Correct. Uh, to the top of the stairs, yep. ready to... Move back to our temporary camp. And right. um, I think we should burn all of the stuff that's in. You here. just brought it to the top of the thing. All Why would of you the burn it all? Stuff that's the, you mean the goblins? Camp. Yeah. Well, the goblins, people? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why can't we just let them bleed out and rot? We let that do. Then we don't have to make a smoke signal. We just put the, the heads on the pikes to rot, let the birds eat them. Is there a specific reason that you wanted to burn everything? Yeah, it would seem to Sloan that burning these things would keep anything from returning and becoming undead. Oh, good. And uh, Sloan is not a fan of the undead. Burn it all! Was the chemical flammable? I forget. No, it no. didn't seem to to be flammable. We have some alchemist fire. We can just throw over a big pile of bodies. All right, you start a fire around the uh, the fire pit there, and whatever it is you want to burn can be burned there. If you want to burn the tent... You can burn it in place, the skin tent. You can set up some of the wood, some of the 
some of the extra stuff around here, some of the poles for some of the other tents, you can pile it into Scarvinius's tent and set a fire that will consume the whole thing. Good. We do that. Yeah, Sloane does that. Sloane takes uh, some of the bones All right. that's, that are in the tent, lays them in a, in a spiral uh, inside the tent. We pull all the bodies into the tent and Set it on we'll fire. light it on fire. And it's, as it's burning, uh, Sloane sort of bows his head and says a small prayer and says, All who live must face a judgment. And then walks, and then he walks away. Edwin finishes the last of his coffee. <laughs> Edwin pisses on the burning tent. It's like, I'm out of here. Ooh, I do take a piss off the ledge. <laughs> I do, off the 50 foot left. Mm-hmm. All right, as you guys head back towards the rest of the survivors who've been waiting kind of about a mile away in the woods, the there's a large open kind of pit here where the camp was and now there are just flames and smoke coming out of it and you're all carrying the spoils of your adventure ready to go and talk to the townspeople and head back towards the caves to regroup and figure out what to do next time on the divided alliance (laughs) nice podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Thanks as always to Sirenscape for their amazing atmosphere and music. Facing down a horde of undead zombies just isn't the same without them. Make sure you check them out at www.sirenscape.com. This is a work of fiction. Names, characters, businesses, places, events, locales, and incidents are either the product of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental. 